Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi guys, this is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And uh, we hope you had a really great Halloween on Wednesday. Yeah, I hope your Halloween was spooky, joyful, and filled with treats and sweets. And a few tricks. Uh, Yeah. My Halloween was filled with neither treats or tricks. Oh really? I didn't really do anything. Um, Yeah. Or or do anything Halloween-y. I did go go to see the... Jonah Hill directed movie mid 90s. Oh, God. Which was a solid, you know, two out of four stars. Talk about a trick. I wouldn't, I don't want to see that movie. It was, I mean, it's the type of movie that I feel like you, it's fine. Like, wait for it to stream. I just, I can't, no more nostalgia for me. I just, yeah. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. I can't anymore, uh, unfortunately. And this one was geared, I mean, just. Like I was right the exact yeah. age that this little kid was, and it yeah. was, and it made me feel uh, very uncool because he was listening while well, I was listening to like, I don't know, Smashing Pumpkins and Green Day. He was cool. listening to like cool underground hip hop and indie rock that I would have never heard of when I was like thirteen. Well, I don't think Jonah Hill really. I think he's like curating this nostalgia that's a lot cooler than he actually was. Of course he was. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Everyone was listening to Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Please. Um. And he didn't cast a morbidly obese kid to be him. <laughs> well, which is also right away. some whitewashing. <laughs> but was it lit? Was it supposed to be him? I think so. Except the kid was a lot poorer. Like Jonah Hill is like extremely wealthy. Oh really? Oh, and God, this kid was like living in the valley. What's the like story? He's just a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Um, he, like he has a young mom, and he has like a creepy older brother, and he sort of doesn't have friends. So he like sort of just hang or just starts watching these skaters and like sort of slowly gets into this skater subculture and how are movies like this him. like still getting made like how how can you have a coming of age movie about a white boy how is that possible i mean you're jonah hill you're you have all the power in the world you have two oscar nominations i guess uh, he just made he bankrolled it he did the well, whole thing a24 distributed i think you know ladybird was obviously really successful last yeah. year so they did eighth grade and mid 90s this year um Eighth grade was supposed to be good. Eighth I didn't grade was see great, it. yeah. Yeah. And that was a male um, writer-director, but writing a female protagonist. Yeah. Um, and she was, like, extremely nerdy. There was no sense of, oh, she's, like, so cool. Um, and also, it was Bo Burnham, who's, a lot, who's, like, 10 years younger than Jonah Hill. So it was more about, like, social media and texting, whereas oh, yeah. mid-90s is all, like, I'm, you know, drinking 240s and getting a hand job by an older girl. 
Wow, that sounds amazing. Yep, it was exactly what you'd expect it to be. Um, yeah. Um, what did you do on Halloween? I stayed in. I got off work early because I'm a nanny, and the person I was nannying was going trick or treating, and I didn't have to work. I went to Vaughn's and I got all of their like cheap like Halloween decor because mm. it was like day of, so everybody was over it and. I just, you know, ordered a pizza. I put out a little candy, some cookies, uh, got a bottle of wine, and we just watched some horror movies. That sounds great. It was really nice. I love a Halloween in. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't done anything on actual Halloween in like years, I think. I don't. I think, yeah, the last Halloween party I went to was at least a few years ago. And I don't think I've dressed up for at least 10 years. Yeah. I dressed up on oh, yeah. Saturday. I but I mean, yeah. But I mean, I didn't dress up on Halloween. Yeah. I did buy a little uh, vampire teeth, but I could. they didn't work. They didn't go in your mouth, right? Well, it's like the ones that have like the adhesive and they like you glue them like onto your teeth. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, like the adhesive wasn't working. I couldn't make it work. That I don't seems know. seems way more trouble than it's worth. Well, not to me. I mean, I thought it seemed really cool, but it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I guess not. No. Um, I didn't really have any Halloween candy. I guess I had a, I put my hand in a couple like bowls I came across. Yeah. But um, the only thing I bought as like a real Halloween treat was... Um, Trader Joe's makes a pumpkin chai spice loaf mm. that has like cream cheese frosting. And it's that real cheapo prepackaged, like chemically fake moist consistency mm-hmm. in like a loaf cake that I really, really love. Adore. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so that lasted about 24 hours in our house. <sighs> yeah, I know. We've got a bag of candy here because I, I bought it in case a kid came trick-or-treating. Yeah. No one did. Mm-hmm. And then at work, oh fuck, that kid oh, made out like a I bandit. Bet. He's got like buckets of candy and I had some of that shit last night. Let me tell you. Is, and Is he like a, oh, a binger? Like he'll eat like a ton of candy that first night or is he like a saver? Um, well, I mean, there are rules, there you rules. know, he's not allowed to just go insane and he's not really a binger. Like he's not a big like eater. Mm-hmm. Um, but also now they do this thing called the switch, Witch, which I think started for like if your kid has allergies, but now everybody does it. And they can take all the candy they don't want and put it in like a bucket or something. And then the switch, witch comes and gives you $5 for it. And I think it's to like encourage you to like not eat as much, candy. not have as much candy or something. I don't know. Is that a, like a big thing that a lot of kids. Do yeah. Or? A lot of kids do it. Wow, so it's, it's like, like a, the new tooth fairy. It's yeah. like every kid, a lot of kids do it. That's sort of a good idea. I guess, but I don't really know what happened, but he also is like so smart and like so driven by his desires he made all these trades so he doesn't really like chocolate he likes like fruities like candy so he had i counted 30 bags of skittles that he had traded for like it was almost all it was like so many skittles and also earlier that day i had given him a full-size skittles for halloween so he is like mr skittles right now yeah I mean, I wish I was friends with him when I was a kid because I was, I was the opposite. I loved the chocolate so stuff. So was I. And didn't want the... But that's his... why it's good to be his nanny because yeah. he's giving me all the chocolate stuff. He doesn't want it. Are kids even... Or do people even give out candy with peanuts anymore? Like Snickers yeah. and stuff? Okay, so They it's give not... it all out. Okay, it's good. just like... 
you know, you know what you can have and what yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah. And yeah. Oh God. When I was a kid, I, that was like the one time of year that I didn't have any rules or restrictions food wise. Oh. Cause it was like my candy. So I just remember making myself sick that first night eating yeah. like half of my candy and then just throwing up. Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think that was pretty, like it didn't really last into adolescence, but like there was definitely a couple of years where I remember just like holding my stomach after eating who knows, like 20 or 30 candy bars. Oh my God. I mean, I was never, yeah, I never had free reign over anything. Okay. Like I was always like, you can pick a couple pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. and have it. And then like most of it always ended up getting thrown out. I think. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I would go through it and pick out the good things. And then like, you know, after a couple of weeks, all that's left is like whatever, like sweet tarts yeah, and stuff. Like, and um, Tootsie pops. And, Tootsie, all this. And then yeah. you just, yeah. Oh man. Going through his, Candy last night was so funny though. He had a bag of, I put it on my Instagram stories. Um, he got a bag of pop chips that wasn't oh, on my stories, that's so weird. but it was like Halloween pop chips. Okay. They were like Buffalo ranch flavor and classic he got Halloween flavor. Classic Hall- well, they were orange. I don't know. And he got a, a thing of um, organic candy corn, oh. like in a little bag, which I was like, this is so stupid. That's so dumb because it's still made from what is it? Organic corn syrup? Like the, it's not. Like what the hell could it, it possibly yeah. be? And it's like the cheapest thing in the world. It's mm. like just finding a way to like spend more money yeah, yeah, yeah. on this like stupid thing. I was just appalled by that. And he also got like, you know, a couple bags of pretzels and. Um, God, who would give out? That's so crazy to me that anyone would give out. Pretzels. And somebody gave out, which I honestly look. I would never give out pretzels, but someone was giving out like temporary tattoos and like glowy balls. And I think that's kind of cool because like they're getting so much much candy candy, and every, you know, having a temporary tattoo, no kid is going to turn that down. I mean, like they like that too. Yes. Back in our day, that was like verboten because did you, did you have like the, I guess it was an urban legend, but, uh, in my area, they said never put on a temporary tattoo because, uh, people will try to like spike them with LSD and you'll go oh, insane. Oh yeah, I did hear that. I think I did Especially hear that. Especially ice cream men. You were not allowed to take temporary tattoos from ice cream Wow, men. so weird. It was so weird. Was and it just a Halloween story? No, it was or? like, I remember my karate teacher sitting us down Whoa. and saying, hey guys, like don't take temporary tattoos from the local ice cream men because it could be drugs and could poison you. And I believe that it was just racist because the ice cream men in my town were mostly of like Middle Eastern and South Asian descent and um, they were mostly immigrants. And I really do think that it was just racism. Oh, wow. Why why would anyone, why would they like, there's no upside unless you're just a complete crazy person. Well, but there are always those, I mean, I'm sure it's racist. Everything is racist in America, but like there are always those stories like candy with apples with razor blades and the candy getting spiked and but to scapegoat the ice cream man why the ice cream man yeah maybe there was like one ice cream man who might have been like selling packs of cigarettes or something on the side and it just got like snowballed into this like crazy story when i was a kid someone started selling raven's revenge at school do you know what that is it's this candy that's basically like sour sugar um kind of like a pixie stick i guess But it they, it came in like a little vial, like a beaker thing, like a vial, yeah. I guess. And, but it was clear and like thick and it had a big label on it that was like Raven's Revenge. And the candy was like purple with green flakes in it or something. It was like very yeah. clearly candy, Did whatever. Did snort it? No, it was um, sugar. Because that was the thing. Also, I remember kids snorting pixie sticks and getting high. 
how do you get high off a pixie stick? Because you're a kid and you think you're being cool and doing drugs. And so, and it's sugar. So you are like feeling something, but that was like a thing. You would get high if you snort sugar. I mean, not really just like as high as you would get eating sugar probably, but it was kids being trying to like pretending to get high. Just well, pretending. anyway, they like brought in the LAPD okay. and like sat us all down and screamed at us. And they were like, if I, if, if you were walking down the street and it came, fell out of your pocket, I'd have no choice but to arrest you. I would take you downtown to the station and I would drug test you and you wouldn't see your mom until after you cleared the drug test. Why would they sell candy that looked like this? They're trying to like tr- condition you to do drugs. And it was so crazy. And I don't believe that that's true. Well, you're not, I mean, whoever made the candy putting little powder in vial, like, vials, but it was, I doing. said a vial, but I, I mean, it's, it was like a science, like beaker. Like it was yeah. like something from like a, like a, it looked like a test, like a test tube, tube, a okay. test tube, yeah. not like a vial. Yeah, but yeah, still. I mean, no, I've never seen drugs in a know. test tube. I'm on the LAPD side. As All right. I, as I mostly As am. you always as are. Always yeah. Always <laughs> nope. Just kidding. Just, that's a joke. Uh, all right. Well, we don't know. Do we know what Gwyneth did for Halloween? I don't. I don't know. We yeah. know that she decided to post her wedding picture today. Oh, yeah. That's going to show up on my, my list. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have enough time to process it. I mean, I was like, okay. But um, I don't know why. God, why did we have to wait so long? I mean, it for was a, one picture. No. What are you talking about? One picture. It's 47 pictures. Oh, her lucky. Oh, that's not her lucky number 42. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, on Goop, there was a whole slideshow. On Goop? Or on her Instagram? On Gwyneth? On Goop. Oh, see, I was on Gwyneth. Um, I get all my news from Instagram, Yeah, guys. well, let's just... Uh, wait, are the podcast, is that does that is that going into your list? Yeah. Okay, so let's just start with the list. All right. I'm on Goop.com right now yeah. looking at these pictures. But, um, oh, wow. See, I fucked up so bad. Not <laughs> See, this is why you have to always... Go on the go website because yeah. I was just, I don't think this was in the newsletter. Unless there was a newsletter this morning because these just went up this morning. Yeah, which know? it obviously there mm-hmm. wasn't. Okay, anyway, so I'll look at those later, although I would really like to look at them now. My best of the week was the podcast mm-hmm. because uh, Julia Roberts was the guest and I... And it was a Gwyneth interview. It wasn't Elise Luna. Oh, yeah, because yeah. she's a cultural... Yeah. What? What? I don't know. I don't know. Cultural... Uh, influencer yeah something she's famous and Gwyneth had to basically and I have this thing where I like hate Julia Roberts and it's not because of her acting or her movies I like all of her movies and I like her acting but it's more about her like engagement to her husband Danny Motor and his ex-wife Vera something Vera like Strindberg or Strauss. I don't know something, whatever. I don't know. She's a makeup artist. Basically, Julia Roberts um, was on set for the movie, the Mexican and Danny was a camera operator, not even like the head cinematographer. And she was just like, I want him and I have to have him. And she just aggressively pursued this married man and not to put all the blame on her because he was like, yeah, and he did it. Um, and he left his wife for her and the wife took it really bad and was having a hard time with it. Her name was Vera. And so uh, Julia Roberts decided to like combat that with by wearing a T-shirt that she made herself that said, 
a low Vera, like aloe Vera, but oh, like I you are like it's low of you, Vera. And I think, first of all, that pun is bad. That shirt was insane. It was just like she wrote on a t-shirt, yeah, like with a sharpie. And I just, can you imagine being a fucking famous, like one, like probably the most famous woman in the world at one point, one of the like top 10 celebrities at any given time yeah. and going after a woman who like has to support herself as a makeup artist like a working woman it's so after you steal, up. Her, after husband. You steal her husband instead of just being like i'm just gonna be quiet and like let yeah. this play out as it will it's like you have all the power in that situation i just i can't imagine how nasty a person you would have to be to do something like that yeah what do we have Vera's side of the story? No, she's not famous. And I've or do we have Ju- like do we have a Julia side of the story saying no. like what Vera did? Vera didn't do anything. Well, Vera didn't want a divorce. That sure. was what she did, yeah. and that was it. Man, I mean, that's tough. You don't really know what these celebrities are like until they write it on a T-shirt and march around in the street. Your husband. I mean, it's just one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And if it was like another celebrity, if it was like Reese Witherspoon or something, I'd be like, whatever. But oh, I bet she's real nasty too. Oh, they're all yeah. nasty. I'm sure they all are. But it's like, no, I mean, like if Julia was doing that too oh, sure. or something, oh, it's like God. if it was like inter yeah. inter celebrity drama. drama, I'd be fine with it. But like. I don't know. I'm just not into that punching down, which I, is truly what it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and now, I mean, Julia is still one of the most famous women in the world. She's having this huge publicity tour this fall for the homecoming and for Ben is back. Like she hasn't done this much publicity in 20 years. I know. And it also stresses me out because I li- she's doing publicity for this TV show, Homecoming, this Amazon show, which was a Gimlet podcast. And her role was played by Catherine Keener, who is a great actress and who I think would have been great on this show. Yeah. And it just makes me think, like, what did she do to get that role away from Catherine Keener? And like, I why? Mean, she's Julia Roberts. Like, I mean, she didn't do anything, yeah. but it's like, why? Why did she do this? Like, why is she doing this huge publicity tour? Why did she decide that she's like so in love with her life in this show and she has to do the show? Like... Just I don't trust her now because of her past behavior. Yeah. I mean, it does suck for everyone who is because it's Catherine Keener. It was like David Schwimmer, uh, and none. I don't think any of them are no. In. Oscar David Isaac, Oscar Isaac, who's like a huge who's star. Like, he probably turned it down because the guy who's playing his part is probably less famous than him in the show. I don't even. Yeah, I don't think anyone is as famous yeah. as the only Julie Roberts is obviously more famous yeah. than Catherine Keener. But then, like other than that, I think everybody is less famous. Just a lateral than move. Uh, or even no less. less. Than, like, I mean, David, David Cross, David Schwimmer, oh. and it, I think David Schwimmer's part is um, oh Jesus Christ, I can't remember his name, but he's like I guess kind of lateral, yeah. but he's not like I, I mean, he wasn't on Friends. Yeah, but Julia Roberts is probably what is the heavyweight. Yeah, got the show greenlit. And oh yeah, she didn't make Amazon because any- like Am- Amazon. I know when they got their new uh, like executives in, they wanted to go really like big and broad, and they didn't want to do shows like Transparent or catastrophe anymore and so i imagine that if katherine keener was in that part amazon probably wouldn't have even made it i don't know they have that show about married couples with fred armison and i think like my oh, rudolph and yeah i wonder if that's from the old regime um, i don't know anyway yeah. so i like can't deal with her anyway so she was getting interviewed by gwyneth paltrow and 
Gwyneth was just like, I have a feeling that Gwyneth doesn't like Julia Roberts either. The vibe was just totally different from when she was doing like Stella McCartney or or like, I mean, God, definitely Oprah or like any of the people that she's interviewed who are like her mom, like yeah, people yeah. that she could tell she like actually really liked. Yeah, this was like. There was tension in it. You could just feel it. And it was like every time Gwyneth would ask um, Julia a question, Julia would be like, "Uh, well, and like about her personal life, Julia didn't have an answer. Because I think Gwyneth must know like Julia doesn't have friends. (laughs) She doesn't like do anything nice for her family. She's just a shark who's out for herself. Um, Like she was like, so who are your who are your best friends? Gwyneth asked. And Julia was like, oh, um, well, my friend in Chicago is my best friend. And then uh, my sister and um, there's this group of ladies that we all get together and play Mahjong. And Gwyneth was like, what? What is Mahjong? And she's like, it's a game, a tile game. And she's like, how did you meet these friends? And Julia was like, I just know know them. And she's like, what, did you just meet them on the street? And she's like, yeah, one of them. Like, she just didn't know. She was just like making, a, I totally don't believe any of it for a second. Yeah, and Gwyneth was pressing her on details. Like, how did you meet your friends? Same with the, um, the like, preparing dinner conversation. Yeah. She's like, so how often do you cook? And she's like, well, you know, all the time. She's like, oh, what did you cook today? She's like, well, before I left, I, like, prepared some food. And then she's like, oh, and like Danny's going to make it for the kids. And she's like, well, no. And it's like, oh, so the babysitter. And she's like, yeah. Well, I left it on the counter and told her this is how to make it. And it's like, yeah, which I don't know. I'm sure she did. But oh, sorry. It's right before the election. And I'm getting harassed by all these Democratic candidates. And I'm going to vote for them. But please stop calling me. Good. Um, Yeah. So the yeah. So that was it. Uh, I know. I. I just love her. I know she's a shark. No. I am excited to start Homecoming. I'm really, like, I keep watching the trailer for Ben is Back, and that just looks like a real three hanky weepy. Um, <laughs> oh. And she's going to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, great. That's what she needs, another Oscar. Um, she's not going to win. Okay. Also, um, I was reading about uh, the situation with Julia and Vera, and I found out that it inspired a novel. No. <laughs> called A Dollar Short from a series called the bottom dollar girls <laughs> and in it um vera has become chiffon buttrell of kaibu creek south carolina danny motor is named lonnie and julia roberts is Janie lynn loren <laughs> wow well we'll add that to our book club list yeah it's i'm part sure of, it's a great literary masterpiece yeah so like i don't know in the book chiffon turns to the bottom dollar girls i don't know exactly. is that like a like a adult babysitter's club i don't know i think maybe they work in like a thrift store i don't know i'm just guessing sounds, god i want to write a show where it's just a bunch of girls who work in a thrift thrift store yeah that sounds good great um maybe we can get the rights to bottom dollar girls yeah i, I mean or what we think bottom dollar yeah. girls might be about <laughs> um all right so obviously my best is all the wedding pictures right um it was a slideshow of 47 that was, yeah, it, you know, she put one on her Instagram that was Gwyneth and Brad. They look very cute. But then if you go to Goop, um, you get the whole roll of pictures and my favorite. And so, I mean, they're trying to be candid shots. So there's a lot of them dancing. The one bitchiest one was, it was like beautiful mother of the bride, Blythe Danner. And it was like Blythe, like way in the distance with her back turned to the camera. <laughs> Whoa. So it was like, you didn't even get her face. Um, 
Gwyneth was dancing with like a couple older men and I was sort of wondering who they were because a lot of the, the people weren't captioned. So yeah, I just wanted to like know more about who a lot of the guests were. You said you saw Robert I Downey Jr. I saw Robert Downey Jr. This it, the picture where she's changed into her Stella McCartney jumpsuit, which I really like. Oh god, she looks great. Is um, it looks like she's standing next to Rob Lowe. Was Rob Lowe there? Yeah, um, Rob yeah. Lowe, Robert Downey Jr. and their wives were all the there. whole crew. Yeah, so it looks like she's with him. She chose carrot cake. Yeah, Shocking. she chose carrot cake and he chose chocolate and vanilla and they did cupcakes. Um, but my favorite part were, yeah, the two menus. So for the rehearsal dinner at Jerry and Jessica's house, they flew out Francis Malman, who is this like very famous Argentinian chef that is known for live fire cooking. And they had like a whole fire menu, which... Was it to represent passion? I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a whole ribeye with chimichurri, um, some chicken, hung cabbage, which I guess represents Brad's smelly dick. (laughs) Um, And then a whole lamb, which is amazing. Uh, Salmon, butternut squash, and beets. That's like not super vegetarian friendly, but hey, it's Francis Malman. Yeah. Uh, And then the the wedding dinner night was Mario Campbell. Carbone, who's like a New York chef who um, does like updated sort of fancy versions of like red sauce Italian food. Mm. I've been to a couple of his restaurants. I've never been to like his fancy restaurant. It's called Carbone. But he also has Torizi and um, Parm, which is like the the real casual one. Um, so he came and made Crab Louie for the first course, which is like one of my favorite foods all the, like of all time. And oh, really? Yeah, it's like so 80s. It's just basically you could do Shrimp Louie or Crab Louie. It's just like the seafood on a like pile of lettuce with lots of like thousand island dressing and it's so good uh-huh. um, and then a scampi tortellini and then uh, you could do either a honey mustard duckling or prime rib and then sides you had duck roasted or duck fat roasted potatoes whipped potatoes and vegetable succotash and then, mm. and then your cakes and assorted desserts sounds good oh I guess this is the succotash that's pictured oh yeah yeah um, well, good. And then they had like a signature cocktail that was gin and lemon juice and thyme. They had a dirty martini bar. Uh, it sounded like a really fun time. Sounds nice. And it was only 75 people. So nice you like, and small. Yeah. yeah. Um, what'd you think of her dress? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, I mean. It was I, more um, like classical than I thought. Like it was very tra- sort of traditional. Um, It was... Yeah, I mean, it was definitely minimal. It wasn't like over the top. It was pretty much what I would have expected. I mean, it was, it's like a, you know, just a white lace gown that fits her like a glove. It's like an A-line. And it's Valentino. Yeah, like it just an A-line. It's really nice. I think it's gorgeous. And I love the thing that she changed into. Oh, yeah. Um, I love when people change at their wedding for the party. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so, yeah, when... Um, brides are still in their wedding dress like at one o'clock in the morning. It seems yeah. so uncomfortable. Although it does seem like it maybe you just like don't want to take it you off. Know, that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought the dress was totally beautiful. I, yeah. I love like lace wedding dresses and I love like floral wedding dress. I think there's like, I think it's, yeah. Oh God. I think it's really beautiful. So if you haven't seen it, go to goop.com and www.goop.com. <laughs> Click on that slideshow because that's all we're going to get. And yeah. Um, the vault is sealed after this, I think. Her signature hair and mm-hmm. 
Is she ever going to cut her hair? How old do you think she's going to be when she cuts her hair? What do you mean? Like, I mean, if she's if she's 75, she can't have that hairdo. Why not? I mean, maybe she will. What do you mean? Like, older women usually have shorter hair. Well. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I guess maybe she'll cut her hair when she's old. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But it's not going to be for a while. Because she's had the same hairdo pretty much. Well, she had like a little bob when she was dating Brad. Yeah, Pitt. she had a bob in the 90s. Um, but yeah, she's pretty much had the same hair for like 20 years. Yeah. Much like Lisa Rinna. Ugh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. What was your worst? My worst? Oh, was the thing about raising boys to be emotionally mm. intelligent. Not for any reason, uh, not for anything that they said necessarily, but there is this idea that men are like emotionally stunted and women are so in touch with their emotions and women are emotional and men aren't. And I feel like we, at this point in American history, we must know that it's not, that's not true. And like the opposite is kind of true. Like women are the ones who have to be stoic and men are the ones who get to like explode their emotions all over the world and do whatever they want. And I think that people who use the term emotional intelligence almost always are using it to be like abusive or manipulative in some way. I don't really feel like it's ever used in a positive or constructive way. And this was all about emotional intelligence. And I feel like the idea, like I just, women are not supposed to have emotions. Women are not congratulated for showing their emotions. Women aren't, women basically have been like, abused to the point where they cry and then that is called being overly emotional that's all people are talking about when they say women are too emotional other than that women act totally even keeled all the time because if they don't they're called insane yeah and Mm. men are applauded for showing emotion or crying or like well their emotions are taken seriously they're like oh he's sad he really is sad oh he's mad something must have happened to him he it's never like you're never questioned for it so women not you i mean like men so like Mm. women are the ones who have to like learn to express themselves and like be more like have emotional growth i think more than men yeah because women are the ones who have to like you know learn to express themselves because they're conditioned not to so just the whole premise i'm like i don't need this no my point that's it my worst uh yeah all you need to teach your boys is don't rape women and don't be racist <laughs> and that and that that's it, it. yeah uh no, we don't have kids yeah, neither have of us kids, obviously kids. <laughs> yeah no it's more complicated than that I there's some know. lovely boys uh my worst were the dual marijuana articles this oh, month totally skip oh, those snooze yeah um like there's only Oh, obviously, this is all gearing up to some sort of goop cannabis that is going to come within the next year. Oh, or two. Like, Jesus we know that Christ. it's going to happen. Yeah, has there been a CBD or anything yet? <sighs> no, I'm sure they're working on it, but like, there more and more pot content is coming, and so you know that it's only a matter of time. Which, whatever, it's fine. Like they, um, they're you know adding a lot of products, uh, but they're going over the same information every fucking time. So like, there were two articles this week. One was called uh, The Science of Cannabis, A Breakdown of Cannabinoids, Terpenes, and Strains. And it's just like, what's the difference between THC and CBD? What's the difference between uh, sativa and indica? What like It's just like the same old like mom content of I don't know anything about yeah. weed. And I've heard it a million times. And then the other one was so boring. It was just called Where Are We With, Can- With Medical Cannabis Research? And it was some doctor. And this is, I mean, it is a good point that like, 
because there's still federal laws against cannabis, like they can't actually do a lot of medical studies into, um, you know, the different properties and the possible like healing effects of weed. So everything is going to be this, you know, speculative yet promising until the government like steps in and lets them do real research. Um, and, uh, and like big pharma has no, um, incentive to really do anything because unless they're making money, they would rather, you know, push their, their own, you know, pills and poisons that they're making. Wait, so so big pharma like doesn't want to like get in the weed game. They do. If they can like patent certain strains and like make money. Oh, they'd have to patent it. Yeah, Yeah. Cause like if it's just, uh, like they would have to, if there was some, you know, strain that was especially good for anxiety or something. Um, but I think we, there are like lots of different strains and you can't, you can't just patent marijuana. So like, I don't know that there's an incentive if there's one certain strain that a pharmaceutical company can trademark, like there's going to be another strain that is very similar that people can use. So I, I don't know, but there's generic drugs and big pharma still makes a lot of money. So I have no idea. Um, so I'm not, I'm not against weed. I'm not against even like weed content from goop, but let's dig a little deeper. Let's have a little more fun. Uh, because these articles were boring and repetitive. Yeah, I mean, I still, I don't totally know what you're talking about, but like, I'm just like not a weed. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I had a hit off of a supposedly three to one vape last night, but I inhaled way too deeply and I got way too stoned. (laughs) Wait, what is three to one? Three parts CBD and one part THC, which is supposed to be very um, light, psychoactive like it's not it doesn't have much thc in it which is the compound that is actually psychoactive but i think i just uh inhaled too deeply so it 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 was too strong for me because i'm a lightweight yeah i hate i don't like it um but yeah let's just cut to the chase here and i want to see what goop is going to actually create in the cannabis yeah i'm very excited to see it i mean i would even try it it'll be like tinctures it'll be like some expensive like juice or something. Yeah, like a, yeah, CBD like juice. A, yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like it'll be. Who knows? But yeah, before that, I like other than that, I don't know. I just I feel like I know all this, and they keep they keep writing the same article over and over I, again. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't come out with anything yet. Maybe it's complicated. To, I like, think it's too complicated. Yeah, uh, like federally, cause legally, it's, yeah. It's so there's like nine states that it's legal, and the rest that it's illegal. So I think it's probably not uh, worth it financially until. Until, like, it's legal in the whole country. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, So maybe it will take a long time. Uh, What was your craziest? My craziest was the archetype diet. me too. Oh, my sweet motherfucking God. This stupid woman has this idea. So, first of all... We've heard this lady before. Who is she? She... She was talking about archetypes. I don't know if she went into an archetype diet before, but she was talking about the female archetypes. Well, I mean, I've heard of female archetypes. I've heard that term, like thrown around okay. goop before yeah. i didn't know that was the same woman i didn't know what uh, it was not. about sure. whatever so like do you ever notice that like these people like use the fa- if they're an md they like use that to like justify that they're telling you the truth to like justify the their like the validity of their point but they're yeah. also at the same time telling you not to trust people who are mds because they're oh, yeah. like That's corrupt scientists it's like they're so insane i don't even know if she was one or not i think she might have been but you know She's got this idea that like you have to every woman is an archetype, which is like the same bullshit that these fucking magazines have been telling us 
our entire lives. Like, you know, if it's not, it's no different from like taking the quiz and finding out if you're like peach shaped or like apple pear or like any other stupid fucking thing that they can tell you about your personality. You gain weight in your thighs. You gain weight in your stomach. You gain weight in your arms. Yeah. But this has to do with like your psychological makeup. And so she's got this very simple formula, which is, wait, let me find it. Oh, this is the weight loss equation. Weight change equals food plus movement plus hormones plus information, inflammation plus gut microbiome plus sleep plus medication plus genes plus unexpressed emotions plus shame. That's quite an equation. Quite an equation. And so I took this little test and I got the Wonder Woman. Oh, I which got is Wonder Woman too. Definitely not true. I think the reason that she said Wonder Woman is because like I stress eat. And so I like, but that doesn't mean that my life is like super stressful and I work really hard. It just means that's like my re- reaction yeah. to stress. Anyway, so I am got that. So I'm supposed to have a Mediterranean diet, which I basically do. And then also I'm supposed to eat bitter vegetables daily, which sounds like a treat. Ooh. Who doesn't love we a daily dose eat. of Bitter, bitter vegetables. I think because Wonder Woman, like I think I mostly got Wonder Woman because that's like you gain weight in your stomach. I gain weight in my those. stomach too. Um, so they have Nurturer, which is basically the same as saying you're like pear shaped because it's you gain weight in your thighs. Yeah. Um, um, but she's saying like, oh, you're always there for others, blah, blah, blah. And then there's Femme Fatale, which basically means you have a great body, but you have a fucked up relationship with food and you die. Yeah, like you're anorexic or something. And then ethereal. Well, the ethereal is the one that's like super. Like you forget to eat. You're like willowy and thin. Um, You're like constantly fainting. Okay, that's the one I want to be. Yeah. Um, and that tells you. She tells you to eat more carbs if you're ethereal. Oh, thanks. I mean, sounds pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's all all these people. They just have to figure out something that's like 1% different from any other diet and just try to make money. Yeah. It's just a load of bullshit and it's designed to keep you sick. So you keep buying their products. And this woman, she, Oh, her name's Dana James. She's not an MD. She has an MS in medical nutrition from Columbia university. Yeah. Um, and she's author of the archetype diet, which is speculative, but promising. And I think that's a little bit too high classification for it. I feel like this should have gone in the, what was the medical medium one? Like like unprovable, but fascinating (laughs) or something. (laughs) Or like (laughs) really fun, just for fun or something. Um, Yeah. 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 I don't really know what is promising about this diet. I don't know. I mean, like the Mediterranean diet's been proven. So she's just saying that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but now I'm going to fucking get emails from her because in order to like get your, uh, your type, you had to like put in your email address. I know. I give all these people my email all the time. Oh, well. I don't know. They got me. Um, what would you try? Um, I would try, uh, misting more from the Ask Jean article, Do I Need a Mist? I think that's what it was called. And, and you know um, that that answer is yes, you do. Actually, the answer was pretty clearly no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like she was like, what's the point of mist? Like, does it do anything for me? Like, is this good for my skin? And Jean was basically like, well, obviously any type of mist will feel great. And the whole idea of it is pleasure, which is just a way of saying like, it's not necessary. Yeah. And then she's like, I mean, even just a spray of water will do it. So it's like, can you imagine just like spraying your face with water whenever you feel stressed out? And then she's like, but of course you want one that smells good. So try this one. And then she has like some expensive mist. But I have, as I said last week or the week before, that Kula SPF mist, which I'm like, oh, I'll just start using this because I do. And I will get into this 
later with my thing I would buy but I hate having to feeling like I have shit on my face like I like to feel very like pure and clean so I don't always want like even like a lot of daily sunscreens are like too chalky and thick for me so I'm trying the mist I'm wearing it right now and I will say it kind of feels drying like it's like drying me out Mm. but uh, it, it is a mist yeah this was actually the thing I would buy okay uh cause I I rotate um, through about three different mists. Yeah. Um, all of which I'm either running low on or completely out of. I do an Ojai Sage. Yeah. Which is really good. I do like that cheapo rose water one that you can get at Whole Foods. Uh-huh. That's really nice. And then I had this one I got in Hawaii um, that is uh, Jasmine Lavender. Uh-huh. Which I really like. Um, but now, yeah, the rose one and the Ojai Sage, I think I'm all done with. So I, this... The one that Jean recommends is called The Jasmine Garden by May Lindstrom. It's $70, so I'm not going to actually buy it. Mm. But um, it has jasmine, vanilla, cocoa bean, rose, colloidal silver, and witch hazel. Ooh, that colloidal and, silver. Yeah, that's a big fucking scam. Yeah. colloidal silver. I love it. I used to swear by it. Like You did? Yeah, like when I got sick... Um, and I lived in Brooklyn, I would go to this health food store and like stock up on colloidals. I don't even remember. This was way before Goop. I don't even know who told me about it in the first place. Might have been Andrew Weil. What did you, what was it supposed to do? Help your immune system. Oh. Yeah. It's like, um, supposedly, I don't know, makes your immune system stronger. I have no idea. I just love at Moon Juice, they used to have that silver strawberry. It was Mm. like a juice or like, it was like a shake that had like strawberry and like nut milk and colloidal silver and it was so good and i just loved it because i was like this is the most beautiful thing like i'm drinking fucking silver yeah anyway that's it that's the only reason it felt fancy no that's why and uh if you eat too much colloidal silver your skin will turn silver blue yeah that guy permanently i think oh god yeah yeah be careful guys yeah um, so that was what I would buy. What I would try is actually not from Goop this week. It uh, is from our little field trip that we had yesterday. Oh, really? Um, so in order to hear about our full experience on our field trip, uh, go to patreon.com slash goop yourself. And we are about to record a bonus podcast that is only for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. But I just want to give you a little taste. We went to this restaurant called Botanica in Silver Lake, which was... A very Silver Lakey, LA, like lazy but fancy all day restaurant. Yeah. Um, I did not have that high of hopes for the food, but we shared a couple things. And the specific thing that I would try is we had this maple tahini toast. And I've never had tahini that good in my life. And I just want to like start cooking with more tahini, mixing it into sauces and butters and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start doing it. Cool. It's like a good alternative to peanut butter or like miso. I feel like you could do it instead of miso. It's like because it's sort of thick and creamy. The best is just like tahini, a little bit of water, lemon juice, and maple syrup, and just shake it up. And you can just sort of pour that on anything, like roasted vegetables, polenta, um, you know, salad juice. It has salad dressing. Yeah, my mind was blown by this tahini. Oh yeah, tahini is good. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you buy? Okay, from Megan tries it. Um, I would buy for the same reason, which is that I don't like shit on my face. Um, I would try the Cossus Tinted Face Oil from Megan Tries It, and it's for women who don't like foundation, which 
is me. I hate foundation. I always feel like an old lady when I wear it. I it always feels too thick for me. I I just I struggle with foundation constantly. Usually like if I'm really putting on makeup, I'll just do like concealer and like moisture, like tinted moisturizer or something. I really don't usually wear any kind of foundation, but I do want, you know, everyone wants the coverage, but you just don't want that like made up look. So it's a constant struggle. I always opt for like less makeup instead of more. And, um, I feel like, you know, this is something that I would just want to try. And also it's like only 40 bucks, which is like really not super expensive for like a foundation type product. I mean, really like anywhere, if you got it from like a Sephora or like a department store or something like it would cost about that. So it's Hmm. like not insane for Goop to sell a $40 foundation. And this one's supposed to be very light and like you're not supposed to feel. It's like a tinted face oil instead of, yeah. yeah. So it's supposed to be good. Hey, if Megan's tried it and she recommends it. It's good enough. Well, yeah, but like, of course, as soon as I saw like every Megan tries it is like going to be a recommendation. It's never going to be like this didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're um, those goop ladies are enthusiastic about the products they try. That's right. Because that's their job. Yeah, they have to be. Um, So that about does it for this week. Yeah. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Um, We, oh, our story might be over, but we had some really good pictures of Jen Gunter's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Oh my God. Jen Gunter was fucking Gwyneth Paltrow for Halloween and we were both so pissed about it. And she was like holding her Yoni egg, like LOL at me with my Yoni egg. Made me want to put mine back in. The only (laughs) thing that motivated me to want to do that. Yeah. Um, We're very excited to, because she's starting her weekly advice column in the New York Times so we're very excited to start covering that as yeah well. Well, this is it's, it's huge for us yeah. and um, we're uh, very she excited is, oh man uh, she's a a good follow love <laughs> love to hate that woman I'm sure she means well her twin boys seem like very nice and I wish no harm onto her but and yet I don't know she bugs me yeah but again, like we said, she's very smart, very yep. capable, and right about all of it. Yep. But still, she's annoying. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, rate and review us. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. If you really like us, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, we're going to have the video up soon. We're going to have a brand new newsletter uh, coming up in November. So probably like next week or something. Yeah. Um, we'll have recommendations from Aggie and I about all types of stuff. Yeah. Um, things that aren't on Goop. Things that aren't on Goop. Yeah. Things that we called from our own. Yeah. Life. Things we don't discuss on the podcast. Uh, other than that, it's fall. So burn those fall candles. and Yeah. yeah. Enjoy um, your, oh fuck, numbers one through three. Right? Oh, right. Is that, what are they called? Yeah. When is, God, are they ever going to come out with a new candle? I think they just stopped. I, th- I think it was not a big money Maybe Christmas time. Maybe. We'll see. We'll I'm see. Not holding my breath. No. All right. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.